Bullshit. Personas are bullshit. It's the No BS Marketing Show. I'm Dave Mastovich, CEO and founder of Mass Solutions, your No BS Marketing Firm. Yes, personas can be bullshit, and here's why. In any field, marketing, operations, finance, it doesn't matter. In any field, what happens is there's a creative idea is thought of. It's a theory. And they begin to, someone creatively begins to work on that theory and practice. And it works. So then others start to follow. And more and more people begin to use that idea. Sounds good. It's working. Then people begin to try to make money off of it and they begin to cut corners. Also, people who aren't as good as the original people who started it and the second people, the early adopters, the people that come in later aren't as good as the others. So now the quality begins to get lower. And this happens again and again and again. I can go back to my days in healthcare when I would do product development and come up with new ideas on how we were going to do things. And there was a follow the leader mentality. Hospital after hospital after hospital, health system after health system after health system would do this new service. It happens in every industry and it happens in marketing. And that's what happened with personas. Probably 2012, 2013, you started seeing more and more people use this term personas. Persona, persona, tomato, tomato. And it really was a way to try to help people better understand and better utilize segmentation. Segmentation is a major part of marketing. And it's the most misperceived and misunderstood part of marketing. Now imagine that marketing, as you've heard if you're a loyal no BSer, is the most misperceived and misunderstood of the major business disciplines, marketing, finance, sales, IT, human capital, legal operations. Marketing is the most misperceived and misunderstood of all the business disciplines. Within marketing, segmentation is misperceived and misunderstood. So the idea of using personas to help people better understand segmentation and better leverage segmentation was a good no BS idea. But like all good ideas, it gets mimicked and copied and watered down. So here's what happened. When personas first started to be used, it was a way to describe a segment. That's really what it came down to. It was a way to describe a segment. And so people would get together as a team, and you'd have the marketing team, the leadership team, and an outside consultant working on the personas. They would come up with a name for that persona. And what ended up happening was it got watered down because the less sophisticated people that were doing that, the BS marketers, began to focus more on just making sure they could quickly get the segmentation done and then name it. And what that naming of the segmentation, like Hostile Hank or Bodacious Bonita or Grumpy Gaddy, so I can go and grab two people from the mass team and 
poke fun at them because they'll be listening. But let's take Hostile Hank. If Hostile Hank had these five or six characteristics of that segment, they then and went and named it something. And I'm obviously exaggerating for effect with the three examples I gave, but not by a lot. The names that are coming up for segments are like this. And what that does is it leads to stereotypes. So there's a fine line between real segmentation and then stereotyping. And we all know what happens when we stereotype. It creates confusion and problems. But back to how segmentation is misperceived and misunderstood. The reason you needed this persona movement or idea or way of trying to convince people to use segmentation and to use it better was because these two types of things that happen. I've had the chance to speak to C-suite groups across the country. I've talked to organizations big and small, their leadership teams. I've had the chance to have clients all throughout the United States. And I've found when I've had the chance to bring up the subject of segmentation, many times in a workshop. So you're in a half-day workshop and I'm covering the tenets of real marketing and what leads to BS marketing. And I begin to show what segmentation is and the intellectual property that we have, something that I've built for decades and used back when we were building the marketing for the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, is the four, five, six segmentation model. So when I start talking about the four, five, six segmentation model, I bring up how there are four requirements of effective segmentation. It's got to be accessible. It's got to be actionable. It's got to be differentiable. And then I start to talk about the five types of segmentation, psychographics, which is demographics for B2B, demographic, geographic, behavioral, and so forth. So we get through the four and the five, and then I say we have to have six unique variables. Here's what happens across the country. One of two things typically have happened with about 80% or more of the people. The first is, we got this. We already do that. And I then say, okay, great. And every now and then someone really is doing it and doing it well. But more often than not, someone is thinking they're doing it and they spout off that they have hostile Harry or hostile Hank, I can't remember, or they have this list of variables. And I dig into it and I start asking them how they arrived at that, how they put the list together of who to reach from that, how they reach, influence, engage, connect with people in that market. And that's when you start to see the difference. They start to realize begrudgingly, often not in front of me, that nah, they actually aren't doing that. The second thing that happens when you introduce segmentation is the opposite, the overthinking of it and the struggle. I've watched people painfully struggle in the workshop to try to grasp how to take these variables. And I understand not everyone has a marketing acumen, just as not everyone has a financial acumen, operations acumen, etc. So I know that some of the people are going to struggle, but a lot of times it's simply from overthinking. So this misperception of segmentation and misunderstanding of segmentation has these two parts. So I get that personas years ago helped to try to alleviate that stress to make it simpler. But the problem, what makes most personas bullshit, is that it's been simplified or to use the term dumbed down 
so much that we're throwing out these names that all they do is create a couple of problems in the organization. If it's a stereotypical one and people want to say that that person, they look at that name of that person and they always put a a descriptor in front of a name. And so there's a descriptor in front of the name like, uh, you know, beer drinking Bubba or whatever. And, and what you're doing is you're simplifying and dumbing that down. And you're then making that person think mainly of one, maybe two of the four or five or hopefully six variables that you have for that segment. And then you have a, a portion of the workplace, a portion of the team, employees, leaders, etc., then misconstrue that and think that that is just this piece, this sliver, is what that segment really is. The second thing that happens is you get people who sort of disregard it. They now think it's so hackneyed that they just maybe make fun of it or just kind of roll their eyes. So the goal was to get people to better understand segmentation. It was to get people to feel like they could leverage segmentation. And it started out okay. But what ended up happening with personas now is that a lot of times people within the organization misread that as a stereotypical and fixate on the name that was made or the picture and the image that was designed around hostile Hank. And they then think of that too much on one or two of those variables and they aren't really getting the essence of segmentation. There's no need to force that name when often it doesn't bring value and actually can cloud the issue. What you can do is use this same theory of getting people together to talk about segmentation, but bring your own data first. Your own data is gold. You already can look at your own information and get the top three, maybe even four variables. That takes some doing, but it can be done with your own information. So you come to the table with a plan. And the plan is we have these three major target markets. We've looked at the business we're getting from them and what we think we should be getting from them. We have three, maybe four variables that we think are somewhat accurate. Then begin to work through that, flesh that out challenge each other and begin to use other types of variables, those five types that I mentioned, and begin to craft and make sure that they meet those four requirements and get to that fourth variable and be a solid fourth variable and get to that fifth variable and be an accurate, usable fifth variable and maybe even stretch goal, get to that sixth variable. That's the aspirational place you want to be. And then at that point, to, con to explain it and convey it to others in the team and beyond the leadership team and beyond the marketing team to explain it to employees and to explain it to everybody. Just talk about it in terms of the variables. We have a client where we're able to come back and say, we know that you want to reach community colleges and junior colleges and at that, that have an allied health program that are in a certain geographic area and that offer certain parts and programs under that Ally Health program that we can get the name of a chairperson or a faculty member and that they have been adding programs under their Allied Health program. So what we're trying to do is all those aren't easy, but as we talk about that, some of them are pretty straightforward. 
community colleges and junior colleges in a geographic region. Those two variables are rock solid. They have to have an allied health program. That's a third rock solid one. We want to get the chairperson, a dean or a faculty member that's teaching there. That's the fourth solid one. Then the fifth one we're saying is that we want to see what type of programs they have under there. Do they have a medical assistant program, an LPN program? And then the sixth one is that challenge, that stretch one, where we want to try to do some research to see how progressive they might be, how often they've changed programs, how open they are to online learning within the Allied Health program, how much of a hybrid program they do. These are all uh, psychographic and behavioral ones that you dig deeper in. Now, none of that came easily. And none of that is something that happened overnight, and none of that was free, and none of that was done completely in-house. But it was a team. And what you can do with that is then talk about that persona, talk about that segment in detail. And what I just described to you can make sense and should make sense to all of your team. And it doesn't have to be that you call it Allied Health Helen and her name is Allied Health Helen, and she looks and talks like this, and she's got this or that, because you're reducing the power of that segment with the people you're talking to about it. You can come back to them and say, and I'm making this up, there's 1,543 names that we have, but we're going to take a step further, and we're going to scrub that, and we're going to call, and we're going to email, and we're going to build ways to track and see if that's accurate and see how good that is. And all of a sudden, we come back and say, We've narrowed it down. It's actually 1,187 people that we want to reach, and they fit these variables. And we're going to reach them, and you describe that, and you can talk about that to the sales team. You can talk about that to the marketing team. Your operations team should understand that. Your finance team should appreciate that because you're now putting a lot of substance behind who you're trying to reach, influence, engage, and connect with. And now you can build the marketing tactics and track what works and what doesn't. That's a heck of a lot better than saying we're looking for Allied Health Helen and have a big image of Allied Health Helen and there's a picture and people look at that and they start to talk about Allied Health Helen in meetings. That's not really the goal. So personas started out as a great idea and concept in theory. It worked for a while in practice, but like most things, follow the leader kicked in. And when follow the leader kicks in, what you have is you have people doing it that don't have the skill sets of the original people that came up with it. They don't have the skill sets of the early adopters of it. They're often cutting corners to make money. They've really dumbed it down. And that's what I believe has happened with many personas projects across the country in marketing. And that's why I believe that personas can be bullshit marketing if you don't do the things that I'm talking about. If you aren't making sure that there are four requirements of segmentation are met. If you aren't using the five different types of variables, and if you aren't stretching to get to six variables, once you do that, explaining it to your team is much easier because it's clear that it's a thought-out process. It's clear that you've used a model. It's clear that you've met these requirements. It's clear that it makes sense who we're targeting and how we've narrowed down how we're going to reach, influence, engage, and connect with them. So that's my advice to you on how you can take segmentation and leverage it, and you can use personas if you'd like, but follow this model and the way that you communicate to employees and team members so that personas aren't bullshit marketing. Thanks for listening to another episode 
of the No BS Marketing Show. Remember, ask yourself, what's the big idea? And build your story around the answer. It's all about bold solutions, no BS.